Well, good morning to you. It is Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. It's, I hope you had a good weekend. Did you have a good weekend? I hope so, yeah. That'd be great. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. And can I just say how much I appreciate you coming every day. Thank you so much. I don't make a dime off of this, but maybe someday I can make something. Who knows? I, by the way, by the way, big news. A week from today, I begin my fourth year doing a Monday through Friday uh, podcast. Even holidays, I haven't missed one single day. I begin my fourth year on Monday. Tweet to me a congratulations. That would be nice. Anyway, uh, yeah, I really do appreciate you so much. If you can, bring someone uh, with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. Uh, so let's uh, start as we normally do <clears throat> with a sip of my coffee to clear my throat. And then uh, <clears throat> the war in Ukraine. NATO's parliamentary assembly has recognized Russia's crimes in Ukraine as genocide, uh, according to Yehor Chernyiv, uh, the head of the uh, who's the head of the Ukraine's delegation at the assembly. He said in a post on a post on Facebook, "This is our diplomatic victory. All our key wishes regarding the final text of the declaration have been taken into account." Uh, Chernyiv also added that the NATO Assembly has pledged to urge the alliance governments to support Ukraine's NATO membership during the upcoming summit in Vilnius, Lithuania. You can't join NATO while you're at war. That's the problem. EU Foreign Affairs Spokesman Peter Astano said today the European Union may restore access to SWIFT payment system for a Russian state agricultural bank only after the conflict in Ukraine ends. This has been one of the, uh, one of the sticking points uh, for the uh, Black Sea grain deal. Uh, the Egypt, uh, in Egypt, Russia's uh, embassy said the Ukraine's, that Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, heads a Nazi regime. I'm not done. Wait for it. Heads a Nazi regime with blood ties to Israel. They actually said that in a since-deleted tweet. Tying Israel to Nazis. Now, honestly, I would be the first to compare Israel to Nazi-like acts in their suppression of the Palestinian people, but tying them directly to Nazis seems a bit odd. Uh, referencing uh, Zelensky's attendance at the Arab League summit in, in Jeddah, uh, he had a speech there. The embassy tweeted on Saturday, The president of the Nazi regime in Kiev has blood ties to Israel. He came to an Arab political event and not only lied outrageously about the roots of the conflict, but also dared to condemn the neutral Arab position on this issue. The tweet was later deleted and then re-uploaded the next day, but without a mention of Israel. Yeah, you probably don't want to do that. 
In a tweet, IAEA Director Rafael Grossi said Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant lost all external electricity for the seventh time since the war began. As he said, forcing it to rely on emergency diesel generators for power. Nuclear safety situation at the plant, extremely vulnerable. That's what he said. Power has, uh, has since been restored. Uh, at uh, the uh, Zaporizhia nuclear power plant after Ukraine and Russia blamed one another for the latest blackout. Uh, Imprisoned Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has been placed in punitive solitary confinement for the 16th time since August of 2022. He's he's spent... um, uh, about two-thirds of his time in solitary confinement uh, since being jailed. According to the region's governor, uh, Ole Senohubov, two women had been wounded by Russian shelling in Kupiansk in the north northeastern Ukraine's Kharkiv, uh, or Kharkiv uh, province. He said in a statement on Telegram, two women, 76 and 53 years old, were injured and have been hospitalized. Their condition is moderate, adding that residential buildings and other civilian infrastructure have been damaged. According to Regional Governor Sergei Lysak, eight people have been wounded and many buildings have been damaged by Russian missiles in Ukrainian in the Ukrainian city of Dnipro. He said in a statement on Telegram, a 27-year-old man was injured in the Dnipro uh, dis- district due to a rocket attack. He is in the hospital and in moderate condition. Seven more people, including women aged uh, 52 and 70, are injured, adding that buildings, trucks, and cars were also damaged. Ukraine's Air Force said the attack was carried out by 16 different types of missiles and 20 Shahid-136 and 131 strike drones, and that they brought down 20 Uh, Russian drones and four cruise missiles. Uh, The governor of Russia's Belgorod says that Ukrainian shelling has injured uh, three more people in the city of Gravron, which borders Ukraine in the Kremlin-Belgorod region. He said in a statement on Telegram, the shells also damaged three private residential buildings as a result of which they caught fire. A Russian administration building has also been hit. The Kremlin says Russian forces are working to eliminate a Ukrainian army sabotage group which crossed the border. Kyiv denied responsibility, saying Russian citizens were likely behind alleged attacks. RIA, Russian news source, uh, propaganda source, reported that uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov said work was underway to squeeze out Ukrainian saboteurs from Russian territory. Pesky Peskov said the purpose of the Ukrainian mission in Belgorod is to divert attention from the direction of Bakhmut and minimize the political effect of the loss of Artemovsk, which is the Soviet-era name of Bakhmut. Wow, he did... He used Bakhmut and Artemovsk in the same sentence. That's so weird. (laughs) A senior aide to uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says Kyiv had nothing to do with the, uh, what Russia is calling a sabotage operation in Belgorod region. Uh, Mikhailo Poldiak uh, tweeted, Ukraine is watching the events in the Belgorod region of Russia with interest and in studying the situation, but it has nothing to do with it. 
He went on, he said, as you know, tanks are sold at any Russian military store and underground guerrilla groups are composed of Russian citizens. Uh, Ukrainian military intelligence officials says attacks in Russia's Belgorod region have been carried out solely by Russian citizens, according to Ukrainian media reports. The Ukrainian media outlet Romatsk reported uh, military intelligence spokesperson Andrei Yusov said the Freedom of Russian Russia Legion and Russian Volunteer Cor- Corps were responsible for the operation. Uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the chief of uh, Russia's Wagner Group, uh, private mercenary group, says his troops will leave the eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmut between May 25th and June 1st. He says he will hand the city to Russian troops. He has said this before, so you really can't trust anything he says. Uh, Ukraine's Deputy uh, Defense Minister, Hanna Myler, says Kyiv's troops continue to advance around Bakhmut despite uh, the, the fact uh, that uh, uh, Prigozhin says he has it. Uh, uh, she went on, says, although the intensity of their movement has decreased as Russia is bringing in more forces, uh, in a televised address to the uh, country, Myler denied Russia's claim that Bakhmut had been captured by Moscow and highlighted that Kiev had a small foothold inside the city. So there is that. Now that I have your attention, let's move on to the rest of the world. Let's try and fix it. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. Oh, man. Uh, it's going to be about 35 minutes long. Not, not, yeah, maybe 40. We'll see. Let's see how fast I can talk here. <clears throat> uh, so Biden cut his trip short with the G7 in Japan. He did, however, get a chance to meet with uh, Zelensky, who was a guest along with uh, uh, Modi of uh, India. Uh, when meeting with Zelensky, Biden announced more aid for Ukraine. Uh, by the way, you, uh, I think I mentioned this. Did I, I'm not sure if I did the story. There was uh, an accounting mistake uh, made in the aid given to uh, Ukraine. Uh, the numbers were based on replacement costs instead of the original costs. Uh, the Pentagon overestimated value of ammunition, missiles, and other equipment is sent to Ukraine by around $3 billion. So every time Biden announces something, it's all it's adding to to uh, what was saved there. Uh, n- nothing to do with the announcement, but um, uh, that was likely planned. You know this aid. Uh, Biden announced a new three hundred seventy-five million dollar package of military aid to Ukraine yesterday and told uh, uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky that the United States was doing all it could to strengthen Ukraine's defense for the war with Russia. Biden said the military aid package included ammunition, artillery, armored vehicles, and training. Biden also discussed U.S. support for a joint effort with allied and partner nations to train Ukrainian pilots on fourth-generation fighter aircraft, such as the F-16. Told you it was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I think I told you uh, last week, right? Uh, but McCarthy had to be a pussy and complain that he was over at the G7, which is very important. So Biden cut the trip short. He flew back last night. Uh, Biden and House Republican Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy will meet to discuss the debt ceiling today after what the two sides said yesterday was called a productive phone call as the president headed back to Washington. Biden 
before leaving Japan following the G7 summit earlier on Sunday, said he would be willing to cut spending together with tax adjustments to reach a deal with the latest offer from Republicans, uh, reach a deal, but the latest offer offer from Republican ceiling, uh, Republicans uh, ceiling was un- unacceptable. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure he wants to uh, roll back those Trump tax cuts, which obviously <laughs> Republicans don't want. Uh, less than two weeks remain until June 1st, when the Treasury Department has warn, warned that the federal government could be unable to pay all its debt. A deadline Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen reaffirmed yesterday. However, I, I believe Goldman Sachs said we have until the like the 8th or the 9th, something like that. But either way, uh, first thing to do, re- museums will close uh, in Washington, D.C. If you're on a trip there, sorry, you won't be able to see any museums. I recommend the Hillwood Museum and Gardens along Rock Creek Park, especially in the spring. It's going to be gorgeous there if you're in D.C. Uh, And it's a private museum. Uh, uh, The president later tweeted that he would not agree to a deal that protected big oil subsidies and wealthy tax cheats while putting health care and food assistance at risk for millions of Americans. Biden also suggested some Republican lawmakers were willing to see the U.S. default on its debt so that the disastrous results would prevent Biden from winning re-election in 2024. Which is, duh, exactly what you and I said weeks ago and several times over the last few months. That's what they want to do, tank the economy so they can point to Biden and say, look what he did. You and I are way ahead of the game. Uh, I swear you people who listen to me are on top of things, you people are smart. You are so smart. In 2011, we were in the same place. Congress eventually averted default, but the economy endured heavy shocks, including the first ever downgrade of the United States top tier credit rating and a major stock sell-off, again caused by Republicans. Uh, When we were downgraded, Back then, when we were downgraded back then, that uh, uh, caused your interest rates to go up. Yeah. Uh, in that news tightening around that bright orange neck, federal prosecutors now have evidence Trump was put on notice that he could not retain any classified documents after he was subpoenaed for their return last year, and he kept them anyway. This as they examine whether the subsequent failure to fully comply with the subpoena was a deliberate act of obstruction by the former president. The previously unreported warning was conveyed to Trump by his lawyer, Evan uh, Corcoran. Uh, This could be significant in the criminal investigation surrounding Trump's handling of classified materials and shows he knew about his subpoena obligations. The federal investigation is looking into Trump's valet, Walt Nauta, who told the Justice Department that Trump told him to move boxes out of the storage room before and after the subpoena. This is doubly bad because I'm assuming Trump's valet is not cleared to be in a room with classified documents on top of Trump's purposeful attempt to hide documents. Uh, Corcoran's uh, warning to Trump was preserved in roughly 50 pages of attorney notes, ordinarily off limits to prosecutors, 
The notes ended up before the grand jury hearing evidence in the case after the U.S. Appeals Court allowed attorney-client privilege to be pierced because judges believed Trump's might, Trump might have used Corcoran's legal advice in furtherance of a crime. And we talked about that that case. Remember, uh, was it was it? Uh, I think it was earlier this month, wasn't it? That case uh, and oh man, might have been last month. Uh, the notes are suggested to a uh, also suggested to prosecutors that there were times when the storage room might have been left unattended while the search for classified documents was going on, uh, such as when Corcoran needed to take a break and walked out to the pool area nearby. The boxes were moved on security footage, but some footage was missing. I wonder if boxes got moved while he was in there or while he was on break. Oh, man, that would be bad. Uh, Gee, I wonder. Yeah, some security footage is missing. Gee, I wonder if it was 18 and a half minutes. That would be interesting. Uh, For those of you historically challenged, that's the gap in the Watergate tapes. That's how long that gap was. Uh, To figure out why there are gaps in the tapes, the special counsel most recently subpoenaed Matthew Calamari Sr., the Trump Organization security chief, who became its chief operating officer, and his son, Matthew uh, Calamari Jr., uh, the director of the corporate security. Both Calamaris testified to the grand jury earlier this month and were questioned in part on on a text message that Nauta, had sent Calamari Sr. to call him back uh, about the Justice Department's request for the tapes last year. So a cover-up of a cover-up? What is going on here? Uh, now because Nauta could face charges, his lawyer could be asking for immunity deal. Uh, his lawyer says he won't cooperate further without one. Oh, man. It is getting deep. <laughs> oh, Wow. Uh, so who do you think Russia wants in the 2024 election? Who do you think? What do you think, man? I, I, Trump is running. Do you think he want, Do you think Russia wants Biden? Probably not. <laughs> Russia has banned many Americans from their country, including Barack Obama and many news people. Uh, I'm offended that I, they have not. I have not been banned. I'm really offended. I. Anyway, I, I mean, and I tweeted this. I've been very negative towards Putin and very negative towards Medvedev and, and Russia under, under the current uh, leadership. Why haven't they banned me? I'm really offended. Um, according to a statement from Russia's uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Russia on Friday announced it was banning 500 Americans, many prominent figures of U.S. executive power from entering the country in response to the regular, uh, regularly anti-Russian uh, uh, sanctions imposed by the Joe Biden administration. I, darn, I guess they won't be able to tan themselves on the shores of the Arctic Ocean. Uh, the rambling list of names also include uh, American late-night TV hosts uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Steve, Stephen Colbert, and Seth Meyers. The statement also said, The attached list 500 also includes those in government and law enforcement agencies who are directly involved in the per- persecution of dissidents in the wake of so-called storming of the Capitol. Uh, talking about the uh, insurrection. 
on, uh, on, of course, were scores of supporters of Trump sought to stop Biden's certification as president and attack the U.S. Capitol. Interesting. They want to sow discontent in the election process by supporting Trump. Included on the list was Brad Raffensperger because he refused to help Trump find 11,000 votes. The ministry justified the bans in a statement on its uh, website that uh, read, It is high time for Washington to learn that not a single hostile attack against Russia will go without a strong reaction. A reaction that tells you who they want to win the presidency in 2024. Donald J. Trump. Uh, You know how the State Department has warnings for citizens traveling abroad? We're moving on. Uh, some countries are just not safe. I, You know what? State Department is probably saying, you probably don't want to travel to Russia right now. <laughs> the, the end of, well, of course, you know, it's not always safe in several countries, including Israel. Uh, the NAACP does the same thing, sort of. The NAACP issued a formal travel advisory for Florida on Saturday in response to what the organization described as Governor Ron DeSantis's aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. The Civil Rights Organization is the latest to caution travelers against visiting Florida. The League of United Latin American Citizens and LGBTQ Advocacy Group Equality Florida previously issued travel advisories. Uh, NAACP uh, President and CEO Derek Johnson said, Under the leadership of Governor DeSantis, the state of Florida has become hostile to black Americans and in direct conflict with the democratic ideals that our union was founded upon. He should know that democracy will prevail because its defenders are prepared to stand up and fight. We're not backing down and we encourage our allies to join us in the battle for the soul of our nation. The NAACP travel notice states, Florida is openly hostile toward African Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African Americans and other communities of color. If you go there, please wear a white face. Well, he didn't say that. I said that. That's what you should do. You should wear whiteface. Uh, the League of uh, United Latin uh, American Citizens advisory uh, cited strict Florida laws dealing with immigrants. Organization uh, President Domingo Garcia called the new immigration laws hostile and dangerous, saying they presented a clear and present danger to Latinos. Garcia, uh, Garcia said Florida is dangerous hostile environment for law-abiding Americans and immigrants. Moving on. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence, ODNI, in consultation with the U.S. Department of Justice on Friday, released a pair of redacted Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, uh, FISC, opinions on uh, one uh, uh, which revealed that in 2020, In early 2021, the Federal Bureau of Investigation misused the Section 702 database over 278,000 times 
Section 702 is a key provision of the FISA Amendments Act of 2008 that permits the government to conduct targeted surveillance of foreign persons located outside the United States with the compelled assistance of electronic communications uh, service providers to acquire foreign intelligence information. Who can they target? Non-U.S. persons located abroad who are expected to possess, receive, or communicate foreign intelligence information. Who can't they target? Well, that's almost obvious by the last question. Uh, They cannot target U.S. persons regardless of location. They cannot target any person located inside the U.S. They cannot target a foreign person located abroad for the purpose of targeting a U.S. person or person inside the U.S. with whom the uh, foreign person is communicating, often called reverse targeting. The persistent and widespread violations by the FBI, which is part of the Department of Justice, include searches for information related to crime victims, protesters arrested after the 2020 police killing of George Floyd, donors to a congressional candidate, and people suspected of breaching the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. The ODNI statement in response was all of these compliance uh, 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 incidents occurred prior to the FBI deploying a series of remedial measures beginning in the summer of 2021 and through 2022. As a result, these compliance incidents do not reflect FBI's querying practices subsequent to the full deployment of the remedial measures. That's what they said. But seriously, seriously, that doesn't make me feel safe. As you know, I got a visit from the FBI. Did they spy on me without a warrant? U.S. Senator Ron Wyden from Oregon said on Friday, These abuses have been going on for years, and despite recent changes in FBI practices, these systemic, excuse me, systematic violations of Americans' privacy require congressional action. If Section 702 is to be reauthorized, there must be uh, statutory reforms to ensure that the checks and balances are in place to put an end to these abuses. We've talked about Section 702 numerous times. Uh, He said, there is important secret information about how the government has interpreted Section 702 that Congress and the American people need to see before the law is renewed. And don't forget, don't forget, they use Section 702 and they buy information from private companies about you. House Judiciary uh, Committee ranking member Jerry Nadler uh, of New York also had something uh, strong to say. Uh, In the middle of Chairman Jordan's overzealous attack on federal law enforcement and the absurd claims advanced by the MAGA crowd on the weaponization subcommittee, he said, I'm hesitant to comment at all, but the abuse of FISA authority detailed in this opinion demands a response from all members of Congress. Section 702 exists only to protect the country from external threats to our national security. The government may only use it to target non-U.S. persons located outside the United States. If the FBI insists on using it for routine domestic criminal investigations without a warrant or probable cause, then perhaps they should not have access to this information at all. 
The problem is not that the FBI unlawfully targeted thousands of Americans of any particular political view. They appear to have conducted backdoor searches on Black Lives Matter protesters, January 6th rioters, and everyone in between. The problem is that they unlawfully targeted thousands of Americans, period. The FBI says that they have in instituted new procedures to make this kind of abuse impossible. They have made that promise before. Without significant changes to the law to prevent this abuse, I will oppose the reauthorization of this authority, which is Section 702. And honestly, this isn't the first time the FBI and or several agencies have done the same and you cannot trust the U.S. government to be honest and stay out of my shit. Seriously. Uh, you, can, you can go back to uh, J. Edgar Hoover, please. You can go back, go back to the McCarthy hearings. Come on. Moving on. I was not happy when T-Mobile took over uh, Mint Mobile, right? Uh, just more consolidation in the industry. And the in industry is on a ramp of raising prices. They're, they're on a, uh, they're go they've gone crazy. Uh, corporations are too big and have too much power. We've seen it with food corporations and big oil and telecommunications, all making record profits in the past few years. I could go on forever naming cable monopolies, railroads, and numerous others, paper companies, all sorts of, uh, Georgia Pacific. Uh, no companies should be allowed to own more than 20% of market by city, county, region, state, or country, as far as I'm concerned. And I've made this recommendation numerous times. No CEO, I've also made this recommendation, no CEO should make more than 20 times their lowest paid employee, including stocks. If they make that much in dividends, they shouldn't be paid at all. That's how I fix the world. I'm apparently getting off track. <laughs> A Massachusetts-based federal judge on Friday sided with the Biden administration plus six states and the District of Columbia, which launched an antitrust challenge to American Airlines and JetBlue Airways' de facto merger. Uh, U.S. District Court Judge Leo Sorkin, uh, an appointee of Obama, wrote Friday, this case turns, out, turns on what competition means. To the defendants, competition is enhanced if they join forces to unseat a powerful rival. The Sherman Act, however, has a different focus. Federal antitrust law is not concerned with making individual competitors larger or more powerful. It aims to preserve the free functioning of markets and foster participation by a diverse array of competitors. He added, those principles are generally undermined rather than promoted by agreements among horizontal competitors to dispense with competition and cooperate instead. That is precisely what happened here. Sorkin stressed that American and JetBlue are two of the four largest carriers operating in New York and two of the largest three in Boston. Delta Airlines is the only other carrier with a large presence in Boston. Besides Delta and United Airlines, no other carrier matches or approaches in size the defendant's respective position in New York. 
Surikin ordered the end of the alliance within 30 days. JetBlue's uh, JetBlue shares fell 1.8% for the day, while American closed down 1.5%, and both airlines said they were evaluating their next steps. In other words, the airlines thought it was a done deal, but it wasn't done. I would fully expect their stocks to go down again today. And now let's talk about giving billions of dollars to billionaires. Like a $1 billion subsidy for Amazon? Do you think Jeff Bezos needs it? Seriously? Amazon already has four data centers in Morrow County, Oregon, and plans on building six more Amazon Web Services cloud computing facilities there. Earlier this month, Port of Morrow commissioners approved tax breaks for Amazon with an estimated value of a billion dollars. Cassia Tarsinska, a senior analysis at the public interest watchdog uh, Good Jobs First, said, With this new award, we now know of $6.1 billion in subsidies given to Amazon in the United States alone. No other retailer in U.S. history has come anywhere close to such enrichment at public expense. But Jeff Bezos also wants to fuck the environment, doesn't he? Yeah, she didn't say that. That's me saying that. Amazon has been fighting a proposed state law that would compel data centers, which is what they want to build, to use clean energy. And Amazon doesn't pay enough taxes as well. So how exactly does Amazon better the community? Amazon dodged $5.2 billion in federal corporate taxes in 2021 alone, while paying an effective tax rate of 6%. That means they're a worthless drain on the economy. And, and I, I got to imagine that AOC is pointing to this and, and saying, See? I told you so. <laughs> All because of the laws that have been passed for decades by the House and Senate to prioritize corporations. They're able to get away with not paying taxes. Moving on. Yeah, you know what? I'm going off the rails quite a bit today, aren't I? Please forgive me. <laughs> Last week, we talked about uh, the Canadian wildfires. Now smoke from Canada's wildfires had drifted, drifted across the border and prompted air quality alerts across multiple U.S. states over the weekend. I, yeah, we've talked about this. Peeing in one end of the pool. Are you feeling safe on the other end? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, states include Colorado, Utah, Montana, and Idaho. They issued air quality alerts and advisories due to dozens of fires burning across western Canada. Nearly all of Montana was affected by the smoke yesterday and hazy conditions were expected to continue through today. Colorado's Department of Public Health and Environment noted air quality conditions had improved across much of the east of the state, but another plume of wildfire smoke is approaching from the north. Utah's Department of Environmental Quality warned air quality would remain unhealthy for sensitive groups throughout the day, uh, throughout the day today. Uh, in the uh, Dakotas, smoky conditions are expected to remain through tomorrow as long as the climate change caused wildfires continue, those states will likely continue to suffer. And they're going to suffer from their old their own wildfires uh, this year. It's going to happen again. El Nino, this is an El Nino year. 
We're going to have record heat in the West. We're going to see temperatures in the 120s in some areas. Watch and see. Mark this day. What is today's date? Mark this day. Anyway. Meta, formerly Facebook, has been hit with a major fine in Europe. Uh, Meta was hit with a record 1.2 billion euro fine, which is about $1.3 billion, uh, by its lead European Union privacy regulator over its handling of user information and given five months to stop transferring users' data to the United States. The fine imposed by Ireland's Data Protection Commissioner, the DPC, came after Meta continued to transfer data beyond a 2020 uh, EU court ruling that invalidated an an EU-US data transfer pact. The battle over where Meta's Facebook stores its uh, is over where Facebook stores its data began a decade ago after Austrian privacy campaigner Max Schrems brought a legal challenge over the risk of U.S. snooping in light of disclosures by former U.S. National Security Agency contractor Edward Snowden. Uh, this is 702 again, by the way, because they've been using that just to, they just buy data from, from uh, private corporations so they can circumvent uh, spying themselves. Uh, so the the problem isn't the storing of data in the United States. It's the fact that the, the problem was that the U.S. governments had access to it. That's the problem. Um, moving on. Bill Gates allegedly had an affair. This says nobody cares about this. But you know what? I'm saying it because of the ties. Uh, he, had, he allegedly had an affair while married. And guess who tried to blackmail him? Convicted sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein appeared to threaten Bill Gates and try to blackmail the multi-billionaire over his uh, extramarital affair with Russian bridge player Mila Antonova. I'm going to have to go check out a picture of her. I wonder how cute she is. He threatened Gates into reimbursing him for tuition costs that Epstein had initially covered for Antonova to attend software coding school. Epstein's threat to Gates came in the form of an email he sent in 2017 after he failed to convince Gates to join a multi-billion dollar charity fund he attempted to to set up. Gates met Antonova in about 2010 when she was in her 20s and apparently somehow had an affair with a woman in her 20s. Just shock. Shocking. Shocking. You're right. For a billionaire? (laughs) Anyway, that's it. That's it. Uh, oh, I, uh, uh, 40 minutes. I did say about 40 minutes, right? Yeah, I did say about 40 minutes. I, I first said 35, but I said probably 40. So I nailed it this time. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much for coming every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. Uh, maybe you want to send me a news story. 
You see something I haven't been covering? Yeah, send it to me. Or maybe you just want to say hi. Or maybe you want to congratulate me on starting my fourth year. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. Thank you.